0: Hey, welcome to episode 101 of the podcast Conversations About Animation. I'm your host, Philip Elke. Thanks so much for joining me and also joining on this show. Once again, longtime friend of the show, Alex D. What's up, Alex?
1: What's up, Philip? How are you?
0: Oh, doing pretty well. Thanks for joining me on this beautiful summer day. Uh, but we also have a newcomer on the show, Please give a warm welcome to Bridget, also coming in from the state of Georgia. Hey, Bridget.
2: Hey, how are you?
0: Uh, Doing well. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, In case you're new to the show, I'm podcasting from the Northland, uh, Minnesota. So, uh, part of the whole theme of uh, temperature and (laughs) thawed and uh, blessedly, in the thought season, uh, this time of year, which we are recording this, uh, my favorite time of year by far might be of a different opinion living in the Southern States. You too. Uh, I don't know. Feel free to weigh in. Um, yeah,
1: no, no, thanks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: it's very, uh, very humid, very sweaty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I think I would be at home. I'm, I'm kind of a reptile, but, uh, let's see. We're uh, (laughs) speaking. of uh you know reptilian creatures uh we're gonna be talking about some crazy uh supernatural shenanigans pertaining to this latest season of the netflix series stranger things stranger things just released a new season it's all wrapped up now and uh, you two uh were interested in chatting about it on the Thoughtcast. so let's uh let's get to it yeah I it was kind of like a uh <laughs> speaking of thought a slushy squishy sloppy show uh um, the <laughs> season <especially>, moist
1: <laughs> yes
2: squelching olives. moistly basically just Georgia <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> yeah, Haw- Hawkins Indiana the the enchanted city I live in a town very much like Hawkins I don't know uh I think, Alex, you're in Georgia or uh, Augusta, I believe. That's probably a little bigger than Hawkins, but
1: yeah, yeah. But you know, a lot of Stranger Things was filmed here in Georgia.
0: Oh, right.
1: The school is only, I looked it up, two hours away from me. I've been considering going and taking a day trip. So
0: that's awesome. See if that Uh,
1: happens.
0: Yeah. And uh, let's just get to y'all's take on the season starting with you Alex what do you think of stranger things 4
1: um it definitely i think it's the best season so far of the show and i thought like i've always been a big fan of stranger things i've always thought it was very like well done and calculated and well thought out and then this season really just i thought it was so good i think it's become my new favorite show because of this season
0: yeah How about you, Bridget?
2: So I'm going to have to agree. I I mean, I've liked it since the beginning. Um, I'm very much into, like, of course, they take a lot of their stuff from Stephen King. I'm a big fan of Stephen King and horror films. And so, of course, all the nods. I'm like, oh, that's it. And that's Carrie. And so that's, like, one of my big draws, because I feel like scary movies just aren't really, like, scary anymore. Mm -hmm. Not real scary. Um, So, yeah, I was a big fan. And I thought, they, like, every year they always bring such, like, they bring good cast members, even though they always kill off the new people, but they're mm-hmm. always just so perfect. <laughs> and I'm like, I love this person. Like I relate and I wasn't even alive then. So
0: <laughs> yeah, um, 80s nostalgia on overload the show. And I really, you know, appreciated that when I saw it the first time back in 2016, this show kind of made a big splash Uh this season, of course, has a much higher budget than that initial season because this show has just become such a popular phenomenon. But back then it was, it was much lower five. It kind of felt even like a, an eighties project in terms of production value, not a ton of CGI had kind of that one main creature uh, as the antagonist and a lot of just cool mystery and intrigue surrounding that, those you know, paranormal events. Um, Yeah. Very kind of a psychological thriller in many ways. Um, And now it's, it's kind of been blown out to much more epic portions, but still maintains a lot of those cool horror elements um, and very reminiscent of like each season I feel has sort of picked maybe a specific eighties film that it's um, imitating to an extent um like that first season a lot of et vibes with the with a little bit of four mixed in um like they they all are very reminiscent of like the goonies and stephen king's it um the second season you had sean astin as a major character uh you know the, the hero of goonies and then um you had um the, the kind of the demo dogs the which kind of reminiscent of the ghostbusters uh, terror dogs uh zool, wait it's it's a yeah zool and vince clortho are the dogs in ghostbusters and then season they referenced
1: three that a lot in season two as well what was um, that they referenced ghostbusters a lot in oh. season two with that's the season they wore it right yeah they they dressed up yeah mm -hmm. they were like super into it i feel like this this season gave like the most meshing of 80s movies to me like you got a lot of like horror movie references but then also i was getting a lot of like breakfast club as well kind of vibes i don't know like there's just like certain characters that i felt paralleled breakfast club so i was getting yeah. that saw you know some carrie references um mm. victor yeah. creel being freddie krueger
0: yeah nightmare on elm street big influence was a,
1: was a big thing like they really they this was one of the most like theatrical seasons they really put a lot of thought and I feel like there's so much references and mirroring and intentional things that we probably didn't even catch um, oh, yeah, going on, so.
0: Yeah, well, that's like the Michael Myers yeah. oh. was a
1: big one, too. Yeah, that's, yep.
0: Uh, introduce, uh, introduction of a, a new villain to a, a sort of sentient character from the upside down, as opposed to the more, um, vague monster characters from previous seasons Uh, season three was sort of playing on like the amorphous uh threat in a film like um the thing uh i feel like that was sort of the the premise there this one yeah the nightmare on elm street character that haunts you in your dreams and you can't fight back or haunts you in visions uh, really cool. yeah, the even the cameo from Robert England kind of you know solidifying that reference as well. Um, what What were some of the more uh, Michael Myers-y moments? I feel like I, that was definitely a thread, but um, I'm trying to remember specific examples.
1: So
2: he had the mask yeah they had, the mask, on. Yeah. Well, they had <laughs> oh, the
0: mask that's right when
2: he's hiding and they brought it back so yeah. yeah well at the end so when he goes flying out the window vecna when they shoot him out the window and he falls mm. and he lands on the ground and i was like he's gonna be gone they're gonna go out the house and he's gonna be gone and that's how all the michael myers ones in because they're mm. always like you have to kill him he has to be dead and then they go to finish him off and he's gone And I was like, oh, no, Vecna's
0: gone.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, It was was like so reminiscent to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he uh, Vecna will return in season five, Stranger Things. Definitely sets up for a major finale, you know, supposedly. Yeah, yeah, the the core series of Stranger Things will end in season five. However, there'll likely be plenty of spinoff material yet to come.
2: They tried oh,
1: yeah, that. They definitely talked about didn't that work out So, well, they tried to, they tried to introduce a spinoff storyline. People hated it, which was the, that season two where she runs off and meets all the other super kids. I think they intended to make a spin-off of that and everybody flamed <laughs> them for it. So that, that's why I don't think they ever returned <laughs> So have you seen the, have you seen the theories in reference to her
2: hmm. to it's, eight? It's, no, there's theories. Yeah. There are theories because 11 obviously is having trouble fighting one on her own. And they think that eight is going to come back into the picture. That's I'm a theory she that I've she seen hasn't
1: already. I'm surprised that she didn't already, but I've seen a lot of theories that I like and a lot that I don't like, but still find interesting. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of talk surrounding this season so it's not only was it a great season but it's sparked a lot of conversation so it's been it's been a fun few weeks uh just kind of gauging where everybody's at with it and Mm -hmm. a lot of denial as well i feel (laughs) like oh i don't know man i'm still in
2: denial about max i'm like (laughs) They are like they're not gonna do us dirty like that. Like they're gonna bring her I, back.
1: I, don't I just know I feel it. I don't I think they will. will. Not they can't, they can't tease us because they, they're not gonna bring her back for like a third time. <laughs> I don't know, man. They might. I could see it because they're coming back. <laughs> of course I'd like her to, but I don't know.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now if they were like, yeah. oh, they're
2: gonna bring back Eddie, I'd be like, okay, no, they're not.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I mean, even um Millie Bobby Brown made that quip about just there should be a massacre you know they should start killing off characters en masse because there's just too many of us now um the yeah okay Max she she's alive right but she's in a coma is she's that in the a case? coma. Yeah. I,
1: I'm pretty sure she's like brain dead I think yeah. the whole thing about it is like hmm. Vecna has her soul and that's why L. Couldn't find her in the brain, you know, when she was doing her. her in the hospital. Yeah, I think um, the whole theory is like Vecna still got her because he keeps he keeps the souls of those that he that he kills, but he didn't really kill her yet. She like
2: died.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think that's like a thing there, but I don't really know. Um, you're going to have to like, you're going to have to, uh, title this one, like big spoiler. like, don't (laughs) listen.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there's just a lot of theorization and speculation, speculation when it comes to this show. Oh my gosh. Was that me? That's that was so loud. Oh, I need to, uh, silence my devices. Um, let's see the fact that, um, Things are, are left quite vague in this series. It, it doesn't really bother me. You know, some people have issues with like the J.J. Abrams mystery box formula. The uh, problem there is that when he sets out to do that, there literally is no answer until like they're forced to devise one. If if that ever even happens, which frequently does not. Uh, in this case, I mean, it's it's we're dealing with the supernatural specifically, so it's OK for things to be sort of vague. And we've seen how the rules have developed and matured throughout this series. And I feel like they have we are dealing with a world that has much more concrete rules now than when the series began. Um, but, yeah, like I, there were things that I didn't even remember coming into this season, like how did Eleven lose her powers? Well, actually, there really isn't a perfect explanation for how she lost her powers to begin with. So it makes sense that I couldn't remember exactly why. Um, I don't know. Yeah, they
1: don't even really know why. I think it's just like, oh, like, it got drained. Like, she, like, there's, yeah, there's no, there's no real, there's the discrepancies. There were discrepancies in this season that either I ended up like creating an explanation for that made sense. And I don't know if it was necessarily like the right answer, but, um, and then there were things that I was like, well, this doesn't make sense. And I was like, Oh no, like, I don't think it's supposed to make sense yet. Like, I think it's supposed to be a little bit vague. Cause same thing, like her losing her powers. I was like, they didn't really like say why. And I was like, well, maybe that's for a reason, you know, like, That'll come up, and then there was just like other things where I was like, w- w- during the flashbacks, where she's back at the lab, um, with one and he's like talking to her, and he's like being very uh wordy, he's saying a lot of words, and she's, un- she's seeming to understand and, and able to converse with him enough more so than she used to be able like, or, you know, when we first met her, she oh. could hardly speak. And she was just like, friends, like what? Like, but then I was like, oh, like she went through a big trauma.
0: Creole. So yeah. That's
1: why, like, maybe that's why she couldn't, you know, conversate as well as she did. And I mean, and, and even still in the lab, she was not 110%, you know, able to, to, form sentences much like myself right now but um (laughs) but I I was like oh like she went through a trauma so like maybe that's why she they showed her yeah yeah Yeah.
0: but I don't know if that's
1: true I don't know so that I could make sense to myself
0: and then flow Um, yeah, feel free to comment on this Bridget or, or even something like the, you know, why is the upside down stuck in 1983 or, you know, anything, anything like that, that stuck out to you this season?
2: Well, no, and that well, kind of going off of what Alex was saying is that like, I saw the same thing. I was like, okay, 11 was like forming actual sentences. And then, you know, she went through that trauma Mm. and then she was kind of isolated because you know, he killed everybody, I guess, except eight who was hiding somewhere. Um, (laughs) So it was like, okay, well, that makes sense why she regressed. But I'm assuming that it's stuck in 1983 because that's when like Will got in there. So, like, obviously, she like opened the portal Mm -hmm. to shove uh, Vecna through. And then that obviously like caused other portals. And that's when Will gets sucked in. And so I'm assuming it's like it all just stops there because there's like no concept of time. Yeah. Like, I'm assuming it's like an alternate reality, but that doesn't. I guess, progress like ours does. Mm -hmm. I I thought it was pretty interesting that like, you know, Eddie's guitar was there, but like no, none of the guns and stuff were there. So I was like, that's interesting. Like, I thought it was interesting to be like, oh, there's no, there's no time over here.
0: Yeah.
1: I think it's because he's forming Hawkins from the memories of the victims. So whereas Chrissy had been in Eddie's house, Vecna was able to, you know, provide that parallel but where are they finding the stuff in
2: like nancy's room like her schedule and random stuff like that barb
1: like i think it it has to be but it has to be like it's a parallel universe upside down i feel like it's just like pulled from victims kind of and like it's just kind of being pieced together like i don't really necessarily Mm. know what exists in the upside down before people started getting into the upside
0: down yeah and not even
1: necessarily vecna's victims but um i think people just being there like will
0: well there's a whole timeline i and uh i think the upside down has always existed but hawkins or this sort of carbon copy of our reality has not always existed in the upside down it's just sort of an alternate dimension somehow it got you know our our reality got sort of transmuted to the upside down at at a certain point maybe it was the portal opening in 1983 and that's why and everything just sort of got copied over and then stuck in time I I feel like it was some something like that happened um basically like a copy paste like on a computer
2: (laughs) yeah it's like some weird like it yeah, it, like it kind of like morphed into a parallel universe when they were doing like the studies and stuff, yeah. and now it's like, oh yes, this is basically the same place, just back.
0: <laughs> Very interesting. Um, yeah, the the whole trauma I, and like in you know Spider Man Two, there's a moment you know, Peter Parker is sort of losing his mojo. He's losing his powers as Spider Man, just kind of because his heart's not in it anymore and i think you know the these powers i'm okay with depicting them as being something that sort of ebb and flow and with um you know 11 with l that she maybe goes through phases where it's just you know it kind of is fully unlocked for her and then um because of the whole trauma of her abilities and the experiments that she's you know all all these things that she's experienced um you know it can lead to moments where she's shut off from her abilities as well um so you know there doesn't really have to be a concrete explanation for that stuff and and of course the introduction of the sentry deprivation chamber to help her get her powers back is kind of a cool device you know it um it is just sort of this thing that through hypnosis she can access deep Parts of her subconscious that she normally couldn't otherwise i
2: thought it was interesting that she's like oh yeah i can enter her memories and her brain and then like have a full-on fight like brain fight with vecna which i thought was really neat and i think it's been really cool to see like i guess a villain that's like just as powerful as her because like i mean it's always nice at the end of the season when the good guy wins but i like that like the unresolvedness i suppose of them not winning and it's like okay what now and it's like oh this is bad it's not good <laughs>
1: it was a good match for her too like yeah the whole like arc of it all of like they were friends or like you know people tried to help each other at the beginning and then she they're not then now they're like enemies like it's yeah I love it I love when it, it was like I it like the whole yeah. progression of Henry being one being Vecna I was like yeah, <laughs> this was like I that storyline that last episode of part one I was glued glued to the TV I was just shocked I had I had made some inferences. Um, prior to finishing and I, and I thought like, oh, maybe one is Vecna. I never thought that Henry was that also Henry Vecna and also, also one. Vecna, but also one. Yeah. Like that part, <laughs> I was like, why did they I even like, put this storyline in? And then I was like, like what a hmm. trifecta. <laughs> it was so well done. It was so well done. And then I started watching all these like little theory things and it would it would line up with like a lot of things from past seasons would be like they were foreshadowing a lot of what had happened in this season like the clock chiming apparently apparently you can hear in past seasons and I just watched uh the first episode the other day and you do hear it when Will crashes his bike and goes missing you hear a clock chime, but it's very faint. And appa- like, the more mm. it, you hear it as the show goes on, like the kind of like louder it gets. So there was like a lot of, for- like they planned, this was all planned out. Like there's another,
2: mm.
1: I'm not gonna talk too much about it, but there's like a- my favorite like foreshadowing moment was when they, the mind flayer, um, when he took over Billy, and apparently, it was actually Vecna. And there's like a very good um, scene parallel where his mannerisms and the way that he speaks mimics one. I don't know if you've seen that, Bridget. I don't mm. know if I sent that yeah. one to you, but I, I was one. like, they really, they, similar. they planned this. Oh, they plan this out so far in advance. So they did a very good mm. job with this season.
0: Okay, I didn't think that they necessarily planned on that Vecna character, you know, all that early on. I, that seemed more of like a, a later, you know, a decision. Just that, that must have occurred somewhere down the line. Maybe
1: so. Maybe I, so. I, I don't
0: know. You, you like could Maybe right. they
2: pulled from like prior stuff and they're like, oh, hey, you hear this often. Like let's make it in, yeah. Let's make it a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I have the suspicion that that clock chime from the first season was maybe just a a sound effect that was added for. Well, apparently,
1: yeah, exactly. And but apparently, it happens like with each important moment or something i i mean it's it, maybe I a saw it, i just saw it in a video yeah, you know like i don't know
0: yeah who knows the purpose but it could have originated as just sort of a soundtrack motif kind of like um in lost you know they the you know the various uh you know instrumental cues you know the right. war you know <laughs> that Instead type of thing
1: just decided like let's actually make this a thing
0: yeah so
1: and they did it well, if that's whatever their plan was, they did a good job of executing it. So
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, I I had to remember, like, how did the uh, or I just did some checking um, back on, you know, how, how did the uh, wheel get brought to the upside down? You know, how was he captured by the Demogorgon? You know, why? why? Uh, and apparently, that in that initial season, there really isn't a, a portal that he passes through. It's more just like he teleports while he's in the shed. It just
2: like happens. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: I love that. Um, I, and I, I suppose he's just in such terror at witnessing this creature that's from the alternate dimension that maybe that fear, you know, it just acts itself acts as the portal it sort of causes him to, um, to teleport into this alternate space along with the creature. Um, and he, the reason why he isn't killed, I, I guess, is potentially that he was successful at evading it, but in his attempt to hide from the Demogorgon, um, he accidentally slipped into the Upside Down. Um, unless there was some specific reason he was being kept alive, by the creatures of the upside down you know maybe some machination of vecna um but i i don't think there's necessarily um any theories as to why that would be maybe will is important in the grand scheme of things Um, i
1: think he will be i think he's a yeah he's a key to i'm i'm waiting for him to go ballistic next season and enter his villain era i am he's deserved it (laughs) (laughs)
2: I don't know, though. Like, I'm like, I'm thinking maybe they might make it to where he has, like, naturally some kind of, like, psychic ability. And that's why he ended up being able to cross over. And that's why he's, like, because he did cross over, like, on his own. He has this tie to Vecna. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he has this tie to
2: him. And so now it's, like, he's kind of a part of the Hive. Because even, like, remember when they were attacking it in past seasons, it was also hurting him. So right. it's like these psychic abilities have now tied him to it. So I'm like, what if he ends up being like the one, like the hero, he like
1: ends up helping them beat it because yeah. he knows yeah. how yeah. At least I better. He's going to, he's going to play a giant, giant part next season. I just hope he's, I just hope he, you know, gets the chance to, to beat someone at least. <laughs>
0: well yeah i mean it'd be interesting to see what happens to the main you know core cast the series if if they'll take any major risks and, i mean um I have to. did you uh, have to yeah did you <laughs> see bridget doctor strange in the we haven't talked about this on the show either of you I see did. the new doctor strange i, I have okay I have. well it's on disney plus you okay. can talk
1: about it like i won't I yeah. don't plan on
0: It's, it's it. not a spoiler, talking? everyone knows oh. at this point, but like the, the Scarlet Witch, um, Ashley Olsen character, not Ashley, um, what's her name? Uh, <laughs> Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's one of them. One of them. Uh, like she just turns into a full on arch villain. I, I mean- it's, I love it's,
2: that for her, she, I love she, that for it her. It works,
0: yeah. <laughs> but it's also due to influence of corrupting forces like this, this evil book that she utilizes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like it's totally just her on her, you know, acting of her own accord fully. Uh, but she, she does do a great job as this crazy villain, uh, even though up to now, you know, up until Dr. Strange, she was a, a, you know, a hero character. Uh, well, yeah.
2: Vision, I mean, kind of set her up to like, she was moving that way. Cause, and I mean, and I believe me, my husband and I argued about this because I was like, obviously, so the dark cold is influencing her to be bad. I'm like, but I'm like, she's driven by the fact that she wants her children. She had her children taken away, even though they are fake. Her fake children were taken away. And in these other universes, they exist with other, you know, other Wanda's. And so it's like, not only is she driven by like this grief cause she WandaVision was the grief over vision being dead. And now it's the grief over her children. And so she's like, she is like drawn, like, I guess, given this like dark power, just based on the fact that she's like, I need my kids. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, even though you were like evil, like, I get it. I get it, girl. Like you do anything for your kids. Um, so yeah, I'm like, they like set her up to like slowly become like the best villain ever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I want her to like be redeemed. I'd be completely fine with her being like a mega bad person all the time. I love villain Wanda for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd never thought that much of her character in any of the previous movies, and I did see *WandaVision*. I was like, "Yeah, this is okay. It's kind of kitschy." Um, but uh, in *Doctor Strange*, I was like, "Ooh, uh, I kind of have a crush on this actress." Now, <laughs> after after this, this is a good look for her. <laughs> um, it is. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Uh, I don't know what um we're talking about you know where this could go and um yeah I I I wonder if characters just in their proximity and I sort of wonder about this with like superhero movies too, like you know, Black Widow and Hawkeye, they're ostensibly just these normal people, but they're supposedly capable of working with like real superheroes with actual you know super strength and speed and uh powers and, and it's like how does that make any sense is there maybe an aura that just rubs off on these uh, otherwise normal uh, ability characters uh, maybe 11 Her powers rub off on like Hopper and that's why he's able to survive in this gulag with a broken ankle and frostbite and not feel constant agony. He
2: broke his ankle and then they were like oh now he's gonna run and I'm like he would not be running. I've broken my toe once and I could barely walk. Like what? No, I was like, he can't run after that. That's fake. Just one tough
0: sob.
1: <laughs> to doing things for your kids and that adrenaline and like knowing that like he's got to make it out for you know eleven and and um, Joyce. I mean, just to, or just him himself. himself. Like, <laughs> I don't think he would have done any of this for just himself. I think like there was a reason that he was in there, and it's because they were trying to do this great you know, heroic thing. And he got caught up and nobody else did. Now he's like, I, you know what, I made it this far. I can, I'm going to do whatever I can to make it back to them, or I'm going to die trying. Like, and he was, you know, he's, if I die, I die. I'm going to die no matter what, but it's worth a shot, you know, like, and I feel like that storyline at first I was like I don't really care for this storyline but then at the end (laughs) of the season I was like I it's it's okay like I see like why they put that in there um and it was nice to have like so many new characters introduced this season like Enzo the prison guard guy and then we have argyle for the california storyline and then mm-hmm. of course billy for the hawkins storyline so i mean and there's more you, you mean know? eddie oh what did i say
2: you said billy no.
1: Oh, <laughs> she had billy on the brain
2: I got billy on <laughs> well, the brain okay so they introduced jason and the jocks that was my least favorite storyline of this season (laughs) i did not like jason at all
1: (laughs) i did not like him either and i think he got what he deserved he
2: did well and i think like there's already so many villains in the show and i guess like jason his whole thing is like oh i'm i'm a good guy but he's actually a bad guy but i was like i could have done without jason i feel like there's enough drama that i didn't also need jason on
1: top of it i agree i agree
0: yeah i sort of a uh social commentary conduit like uh, the scene with at the, like the gun store and everything. And that's sort of, it's so packed with like, even, you know, youth are shopping at this uh, army Navy surplus store. And uh, it, it, it felt bizarre seeing that level of um, clientele, but it's justified in that the, the people are out, you know, shopping for guns because Hawkins is undergoing this, a major crisis serial killer yeah so at, at first i was like what
1: like, yeah that's well, why that's they why... in i'm guessing though because if if no one were to have initiated the manhunt against eddie the town wouldn't have you know like someone really had to like amp that up and i think that's yeah. why eddie had to you know come to the end because there's no way he could have returned to hawkins because Town. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. He, he couldn't have redeemed himself, you know. Yeah, and they, they would be been been like, "Oh no, you're a murderer!" And he's yeah, like no. exactly, exactly. So we I need mean, <laughs> a got, guy in to, a parallel universe. <laughs> he had to, unfortunately, but also they could have brought him back and hit him somewhere. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if I find out he could have gone to California.
2: He could have <laughs> gone back with
1: Argyle. He gone back high. with Argyle because where would he go? What happened to him? What happened to Enzo? What happened to Yuri? no answers no answers. it's that little that little two days later blip yeah what happened Made me so angry and my big dream is that they're just gonna drop like another episode like randomly, like about those two days. I know that's not going to happen, but I think it'd be cool if they did that. Uh, especially because today. we have two years. We have two years to wait. So it's like, oh yeah, you guys just do like a YouTube special. You guys yeah, just, just show brought, us what happened. Brought <laughs> yeah. me something for those two days because something happened and they did on on purpose. They did that two day blip with all these questions, <clears throat> leaving us with all these questions on purpose. So
0: the biggest question I had from that was, yeah what what happened to eddie's body like why didn't they just bring that back with them and that would help you know prove a lot <laughs> i don't know
2: well and even that they could be like hey eddie actually died but i was like did y'all not feel like bringing him back with yeah, you yeah and,
1: and then like, like if you die did...
2: in the upside down do you just die do you not exist anymore does his body not come back what happened no.
1: with barb <clears throat> did
2: barb die in the pool she got pulled in
1: by what in the it, upside
2: remember?
0: down
1: though she died
0: yeah. in the
2: upside down
0: and and we so i guess they happened?
2: never found her body they did never they ever, found
1: it that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i guess it makes sense to cease to exist now like but i guess did,
0: did we see her corpse this season did, did they cut to that at one point? yeah
1: they, well, nancy when, saw nancy, it in her
2: like, vision
0: because
2: like, yeah. like when she go in that season when she goes kind of like in the upside down, she sees her body like in the vines, in yeah. the pool, in the upside down, but you never, like, that's the only time you ever see it. Yeah.
0: So I suppose you keep a, uh, some, you know, those bodies a little preserved when they're wrapped up in those uh, pulsating vines
1: like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's
0: like, oh, the, <laughs> the subtitle, I, like I often use subtitles when I watch stuff. I had I to turn them did. off. Yeah, I had to turn them off for this because they were just way I feel too like this is
2: distracting. I, I, I loved can't. it.
1: I loved <laughs> I it. I, I oh. think. I think in Stranger Things subtitles now, like, ugh. whoever did those the Netflix, <laughs> Netflix <laughs> subtitles, give them a give them a raise. <laughs> loved it.
0: <laughs> Tentacle squelching, uh, uh, running up Boisty. that hill. Yeah, the the first time. I saw the phrase running up that hill was like super early on in the season when, you know, the subtitles announced that the songs, you know, Sorry. the song I've Sorry. never heard of by Kate Bush that it happens to be playing. And then I started hearing people saying, Oh, running up that hill. Running, it's this thing that's really caught on. What we, I, and that was before I had really gotten that far into the season. And then it, it ends up the playing this huge. <laughs> I, oh,
1: really? I, I was, I was, I was, it was this morning too. It wasn't even like, throwback n- new 90s or whatever you know it was literally they were like playing that jack harlow song and then they were like and next up they literally said new music by kate bush and i was like you better not <laughs> 98.3 not not <laughs> but you know no. I, I think it's great i think yeah. it's wonderful that they it's, well, it's like the new. All the
2: Gen Zs are getting um, introduced to like Master of Puppets too, <laughs> which he actually played. I was very impressed that he oh, played that. Yeah. Because yes, sometimes yes. they just like you just see his hands moving and it's someone else. He's like, no, be, I learned that. I played it.
0: It can't be an easy <laughs> song <laughs> to learn. Uh, the, those no, Metallica I wonder if
2: he actually played guitar like beforehand too. I'm like, did he actually play guitar? No, yeah, yeah, he yeah he's just playing for guitar. Oh, he does.
1: Okay, Yeah,
2: yeah. I was he like, plays- if not, he's amazing. Yeah. Obviously,
1: um, a fun fact. a fun fact about that uh, on the topic of music that Running Up the Hill song, mm-hmm. she is she's doesn't allow people to use that song for movies or shows or things like that. So the Duffer Brothers actually created the scene that they wanted to play this song in and showed it to her. And she agreed and she was like, I, you know, I was already like a Stranger Things fan prior, but the fact that they wanted to use um, my song for uh, something so moving, like I absolutely gave them permission to do so. I think only like one other time has um, a production company been given the rights to use it. And uh, so this, like they were very lucky to have been able to use that song. Um, I mean, she also that- got lucky. Because she like did all her production and stuff. So she made all the
2: royalties from it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. She's made bank from that. (laughs) People are going, it's on the freaking radio 30 years later, you know.
0: Had either of you heard of that song previously?
1: I had. I had. I listened to some Kate Bush like prior before, but like I definitely like have a new appreciation for it now. I don't think any song would have worked so good. I'm sure there's plenty of songs that would have worked so good, but like (laughs) that, I I don't know, like there's something about it. And that whole album is about like this, like girl in a coma kind of thing. So I think that's probably has something to do with that storytelling aspect there. Yeah. Um, Very cool. The music definitely plays a huge part. Um,
0: I have the top forty pulled up here, um, the Billboard Hot 100, and
1: it's number one.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it's it's number four, and it's been on the chart for 26 weeks.
2: Jeez. Uh,
0: that may actually include make things. Yeah, the, uh, that I should say, I, I think that 26 includes when it was originally on the chart when the song was released. Um, but yeah, currently at number four for yeah, 30 year old song. It's insane. Um, well, yeah,
2: it's funny when that song like started getting big, I asked my, I asked my mom about it. Cause she's like 50 something. And she was like, oh yeah, she was like alternative and she was British. So like, I didn't really listen to her and I'm like, well, now she's, you know, she's doing real well based off of stranger things.
0: <laughs> um, master of puppets is number 40.
2: Yeah. Apparently like a bunch of people, there was a lot of people who had never even heard of them. I had heard of them because my parents liked metal, but I was like, oh yeah, you guys have never heard this before, but which did you guys look at your upside down playlist on Spotify? I don't
1: use Spotify. Shoot. I uh, use Spotify. I haven't uh,
0: <laughs> checked that. No. What, yeah, what is so I
2: don't listen to music. So <laughs> you should listen to music. Um, you never know when you're going to be in the upside down, Alex. Um, I know. So. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Oh, oh, I see. I, I it's know. it's
0: customized to you. And yeah, it's the song yeah. That will it save you. It goes off you. like your
2: top play. Save you from yeah. Dec-no. So it's a whole list. Yeah, I like uh, mine and my husband's are vastly different. But was mine, your- was like, mine was like "Megan the Stallion." It- <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, good to know? <laughs> I, I will go out like having a great time. Um, Godfrey's was like alternative stuff that we listened to in like 2005, um, which good stuff still like, you know, got some My chemical romance in there. It's good. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but it's funny though, because it like, it has, it's a whole list of like your top songs that you listen to the most, but then it also had like some stuff mixed in, like spin you round or right round. Uh-huh. Um, it had master of puppets running up that hill was on it. So they like sprinkle in, Uh, songs that were popular or like that were from the show so i was like why is master of puppets on here and then it came out it was before we saw the last two episodes so i was like oh this makes sense now why it was on here so yeah so if you haven't looked yet you should look
0: okay see what your top
2: song is to save
0: you see if i can find uh upside i'm on spotify right now uh
2: you, you have to search upside down playlist and it should like pop up
0: Oh, hey, uh, yeah, this is, yeah, it's tailored to me, definitely. Yeah. Uh, at the top, it's This Is What It Feels Like by Armin Van Buren, the EDM track from a few years back. Um, oh, I, I recently added Total Eclipse of the Heart, the 80s jam oh, from oh. Bonnie Tyler. That's,
2: yeah, that's great. It's a great one.
0: Uh, Tonight, she these are these are some songs that I, I feel like I added a little more recently. Uh, Tonight She Comes by The Cars the spirit of radio by rush These are great uh layla and i'm i'm a huge classic rock guy like i i mainly listen to vintage music i, I either that or um sort of like modern you know stuff, stuff like uh kego or Kygo, however you pronounce uh armin van buren <laughs> uh Avicii, uh, Griffin, you know, all the, you know, Elenium, <laughs> that type of stuff is sort of the more current stuff that I prefer. Um, but anyway, oh, uh, churches. I love churches. I saw them live. Oh,
2: yeah, I like churches.
0: Um, oh, yeah,
2: mine's also mixed with like Hamilton there you and go. Encanto. Uh, and also enough. anything my kid listens to. It's <laughs> all through my list. <laughs>
0: Layla, Derek and the Dominoes. Uh, Master of Puppets is on here. Yeah, you'll see a few on there. Yeah, all right. Well. Yeah, Running
2: Up That Hill should probably be in there somewhere. It's hiding.
0: One song that I I think I researched this, Running Up That Hill, hit. I think it topped out at like number 30 on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, Same as another song I really love and I feel is is fully transcendent. Um, If you are familiar with A Flock of Seagulls, uh, they have that song. I ran, uh, you know, I ran yes. so far away. Well, the number that was the le uh, the first song on that album. I think the second song, the one that plays right after that on on the album, is a song called "Space Age Love Song," which is equally great. It just didn't chart as high. Uh, I think that also only reached like. Uh, number 30 back in 1982 uh, but it's, it's that's a song i think that has caught on more and more it appeared in spider-man homecoming for example but that's another one oh, I yeah feel like if deserves... you want to
2: bring back any music put it in something popular yeah you bring back yeah. everything and i think there's a big like i mean i feel like it, it comes in waves obviously but there's like a really big nostalgia like wave right now like i took a picture of a shirt at walmart earlier that was in the kids section and it was literally like a shirt i wore in the 90s and I was like why why is this back <laughs> but it was in the kids section so I didn't buy it for myself um-
0: <laughs> I, I did want to kind of have that conversation about nostalgia a little bit I was not alive in the 80s I don't think any of us were and no <laughs> nothing none of us probably even remember the 90s all that well um, you know I, I like the was mid there. To late probably yeah I remember internet becoming a thing but yeah definitely... I try
2: to explain that to people yeah. now I'm like we didn't have internet and when you did get on it it went Arr! you had <laughs> the, to be you couldn't be on the phone
0: so <laughs> surreal yeah,
2: I love... yeah it came in like Netflix came in the mail and I always see those memes it's like okay grandma <laughs> go back to the
1: home and I'm like yeah that's me now
0: no, I, I'll <laughs> always I think even
1: though a lot of us weren't alive it, it's still like they still give these elements of things that we can remember and be like oh like I remember that like video stores like we you know we're like oh the video store like I remember going to Blockbuster like movie gallery like that yeah yeah just you know you you they they there were things that were around in the 80s that still carried on until pretty much i guess like now we don't have movie stores anymore we don't even pretty we don't really use portable music devices hardly at all we have our phones and our airpods we don't have you know walkmans cassette players no cd players cd players anymore yeah
0: Yeah, I mean, they refer to us as millennials, uh, but I, I even wonder if there's a more specific term. I've heard. I've I think I've heard some someone say you know they like the term micro boomers or something, but <laughs> I, I, generation Y, I guess technically because we're between Gen X and Gen Z, but also like we were on the cusp of this just s- literally like Gutenberg Bible esque civilizational shift, uh, with the advent of the internet and like stuff that was just totally mainstream when we were young, you know, video stores, uh, landline telephones, like all that stuff is just so niche now. <laughs> and, uh, they don't
2: exist. Yeah. yeah. I haven't <laughs> and, seen a landline in years.
0: Future general. Well, I mean, I, I technically use one at my job, but like, yeah, we don't have one at my house, you know, the, um, but yeah, these things that upcoming generations are going to have just very little concept of, apart from what they learn about in books and the media, uh, it's it's pretty incredible.
2: No, it really is. Well, and I like to do. Um, I saw something on TikTok. So it's you tell someone to act like they're talking on the phone. So when you act like you're talking on the phone, what do you do if you're show, if you're pantomiming it? Yeah, what
0: just would you do? Holding a receiver. Yeah.
2: So kids nowadays they do a flat hand to their face Oh, cool! because they don't have phones like this. They have flat phones and hey, my kids, yeah. my kids did that. My daughter's going to be nine soon. And I was like, Oh no, I'm old.
0: Yeah. They don't <laughs> stick out their pinky and no. let's see. Yeah. Uh, that's
2: great.
0: We lost Alex. I, hopefully. I know I think your internet went out, click that link and, and get back in. Um, if, if not, uh, I'll, I got to pull up my Facebook just so, uh, just in case she posts a message. Um I I was just um coming across some things the other day that made me feel like um I kind of wish Alex was here to hear about this, but but nostalgia for um you know we're gonna be moving into an era of huge nostalgia for the nineties certainly uh let's see um oh there she is Okay. Good. Good.
1: I don't. It's always. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm gonna need to commandeer the living room next.
0: Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for uh, rejoining, and uh, we'll we'll wrap this up fairly soon. But uh, I I wanted to mention how um, I I feel like there's going to be a huge wave when people start feeling nostalgic for the the turn of the century, the the aughts you know, the early 2000s.
2: Yeah. Uh, It's so weird to think about too. Cause I, that, I think that like, of course being born in the nineties, like you vaguely remember the nineties, but like the two thousands to like the 2010s was really like, you're like growing up becoming a teenager and an adult age. And it's really weird. It's very weird. (laughs)
0: It's such a a weird time. You know, the, the style, the, you know, the limb biscuit of it all, (laughs) you know, the new metal. I mean, I I just love hearing people reminisce about the, this era. It was just, it was, everything was just so edgy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's one thing that I like, I feel like, I guess the generations now lack. There's no like alternative. There's no rock. Not really Mm. not new stuff. Like, I feel like, especially when I was in high school, you had all kinds of different, like we had battle of the bands, Mm. like there was tons of rock and stuff. And I'm like, it's not really edgy right now. Right now. I feel like it's like very like neon colors and, poppy and nostalgia and I'm like I'm ready for it to get back to like you know like the emo emo time
0: (laughs) and and that's fine for for yeah that to kind of be allowed to breathe for now I yeah I'm I'm totally cool like like let that (laughs) let it rest but Uh, it reminds
2: me of middle school I don't know Uh, my angsty teenage years
0: well yeah didn't you say my chemical romance was oh the, yeah yeah, yeah. under Oath, <laughs> my big. chemical
2: romance yeah it was, it was a whole thing it was a whole era we listened to it yeah. my daughter's like can you not and i'm like sorry <laughs> we're old Just, <laughs> i mean it's the same way i looked at my parents when they played old music and i'd be like oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh now you hear it
2: on classic <laughs> rock channels
0: I mean, I love, yeah, I love seventies music. I love eighties music. I was alive for I mean, I don't know if I just, I have a dad sensibility overall, but (laughs) I just feel like there's a lot of great stuff from these eras where I never got to experience it. Now I I'm trying to relive it as much as possible um, just because I I find a lot of it genuinely entertaining.
2: Yeah, no, that's, that's why I liked Stranger Things so much. It was just like, so nostalgic. I mean, obviously for a time that I didn't really have, um, but like, it's just, it's really interesting to see how like all the younger people now are like, ah, oh, yeah, I want to be that. I want to be there too. And I'm like, yeah, let's bring it back.
0: We you guys don't want can. cell phones anymore. <laughs> yeah. We, um, we kind of can relive that because of just yeah. how ubiquitous uh, our television, entertainment, you know, streaming, all of this stuff, we can really go back in time. Um, but I think we should probably uh, think about wrapping up. Alex, I don't think is going to attempt reconnecting. She's sort of like having major, major issues, it sounds like. Uh, so uh, any any final thoughts on the Stranger Things conversation?
2: I'm just, I'm excited to see what they're going to do in the last season. I hope that they, as much as I would hate them to do it, because of course they're going to probably do spinoffs, but hmm. I want them to do like some crazy, like risky stuff. in the in the last season, like, I don't want them to kill off people, but I'm like, I kind of do. I kind of want them to mix it up. Surprise me. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I, I don't know. Yeah. Or would they just leave someone kind of stranded, you know, sort of like the, you know, going off to the, uh, what do they call the undying lands you know it's a character I'm making a Lord of the Rings reference here but like um, yeah <laughs> you know not necessarily dying but going to another plane or something like yeah uh, I mean
2: I could see that happening with Eleven like yeah. maybe like them getting rid of the upside down and I guess in parentheses mm-hmm. quoting um, would be like yeah, like Eleven kind of has to sacrifice herself mm-hmm. to keep him contained into the upside down, maybe. Cause yeah. I didn't think he was gonna be like merged with the mind flayer. I thought it was gonna be like they defeat Vecna and then Mind Flayer is last, but it's now it's oh they're they're both the bad guy, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. So it'd be interesting to see if someone like that gets stuck there to save everyone else.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like maybe will could kind of be like the um. Star, the the Brennan what's it, Bran Stark uh, he, he's got those powers mm-hmm. that enable him to kind of tap into the you know the netherworld um may, so maybe like he 11 I, I said will right yeah he 11 mm-hmm. and Max could maybe be like the um trio of clairvoyance you know who are able to sort of seal off the the upside down ultimately um and maybe they'll bring back th- that eighth character i totally forgot you know <laughs> yeah about, but uh if there is yeah another survivor of the lab you know that would make sense to to also seek their assistance in in this matter um yeah crazy stuff uh, you know i don't know we, we didn't really touch on the, like the violent you know unfortunate you know scenes of you know, the, the horrific deaths of kids and things like that. And there's a lot of just intense content this season, but.
2: you know, There really was. And we didn't, we didn't even think about it when it started playing, it was like, Oh, Hey, there's going to be some scenes because of what's happened recently. And I was like, I didn't even like put the two together. And I was like, but after I saw it, I was like, okay, that makes sense. It could be triggering to some. So,
0: well, and we're at first led to believe that it was eleven who did this, but it mm-hmm. wasn't ultimately. It was Henry, so that was a relief. Um, and she, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh no, she's
2: bad. And then it was like, oh no, just kidding. It was someone else. And I was like, oh, okay, good.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> some some kind of like really intense bullying sequences too when she you know is in.
2: Yeah, California. like they were ruthless, and so like I I don't know he like you know he did him in, but I was like I don't know like the kind of kind of deserved it yeah I honestly i feel like yeah i'm like she kind of needs like her uh she needs to have like another one with angela like i don't think she should kill angela but like make her (laughs) be her pants like the kid from the first season like something hitting her with a skate wasn't enough
0: I think (laughs) that was rough though like yeah I
2: know I was like she did it and I was like good for her but also you're gonna get in trouble that's not good
0: yeah yeah sort of like with Eddie like yeah what was he gonna do if he came back from upside down so yeah that's why like I
2: knew like I was like he's so likable I know they're gonna kill him off though one because he's so likable and Hmm. two because like how do you come back from everyone thinking you're a murderer?
0: Maybe Even don't. after
2: like the earthquake, the earthquake yeah. happened. They're like, ah, the serial killer Eddie Munson is still on the loose. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess his death makes sense. Yeah.
0: Can't maybe, really
2: come back from that.
0: Maybe don't use pentagram imagery <laughs> on your club uh, t-shirts. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, And I think
2: that's like what Jason, I, I think what Jason actually embodied was like the satanic panic of the yes. time, because they really thought that Dungeons and Dragons was like this conjuring of the devil and his demons kind of game, which is so silly because it's not, (laughs) but back then they were like, everything is the devil. So
0: yeah, uh, that was kind of an interesting phenomenon. Um, And I, you know, I'm not experienced when it comes to tabletop RPGs and things like that. I just never really had interest, but uh, I've, you know, played a few video game games. RPGs and had had a fun time that way, and I, I do enjoy sort of, you know, wrapping my head, a, 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 you know, dabbling in the idea of some of these sort of rule sets for, um, gosh, the, the, the stats based uh, sort of narrative games that, that people play. It's it's, it's all intriguing improv exercise that i've never felt really confident or brave enough to really participate in.
2: <laughs> yeah, we we dabble in it a bit. We haven't gotten very far in our com- campaign because we're all uh, very distracted. But yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of like fantasy and you can really just make up anything, which is even Like, and you get to be like a warlock. You're like, oh, yes, I'm very powerful. I am actually an accountant, but I'm very powerful. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun to pretend.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like magic, like uh, it it seems uh, sexy and, you know, romantic. But if you, you know, watch Doctor Strange, you realize it just involves a lot of reading, a lot of, you know, just, you know, words and numbers and diagrams and (laughs) probably a lot of boring stuff.
2: Um,
0: yeah <laughs> the, you know it uh, you know i'm sort of intimidated by like the time commitment of something like dungeons and dragons but you know uh, speaking of netflix like uh that docuseries drive to survive really got me heavily into formula one so now i watch all the coverage on formula one tv <laughs> haven't gotten into formula two yet but i mean formula one it's in itself is is a time commitment because it's hours of sessions you know during the weeks where they do the race and stuff like that so it's like if i have time for that you know i can i can make time for other stuff as well so. yeah
2: you, you'll get there You'll
0: okay <laughs> hopefully netflix you know doesn't uh <laughs> go bankrupt anyway uh well thank you so much bridget um it, do you want to plug any social media I, alex uh, you know she uh she says hi to her fans she uh i'm not gonna she, she normally doesn't really share her social media. I'll post it, it in the, the show notes. <laughs> Shh, don't tell her. Um, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah in, she did Instagram say, she did tell
2: them goodbye. She <laughs> yeah. said, tell them goodbye. Um, I do. So I have a cosplay one. I have like a, a regular one, but I have a cosplay one um, that I am getting more into. It's Elysium Sky. E l y s i u m s k y y. I'm I'm a new cosplayer because you know it's like one of those things. If you have time for it, uh, you will get there. That's what I'm doing now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> on on side of uh, princess stuff, that that's my new venture. Cool. As I get older.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I mean we're probably all three Disney adults pretty solidly. Uh, oh,
2: absolutely! Yeah, I Disney trivia it up. That and like nice. Harry Potter. I'm a big
0: nerd. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm not, you know, necessarily proud or ashamed of like my distinction as a, a Disney adult. I'm, I'm more just a genre fan in general. I do have a D23 membership. I got this cool band. Oh, really? which really? Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's really cool.
0: Swag yeah, from D23. So uh, I, I got a cool pin just this week uh, that I had access to because of my membership for Tron. So I know Bridget if you want to come back talk about Tron on the show it turns forty I I think it recently turned forty yeah it just
2: it just had like a thing because they just open apparently they just open a new ride or they're opening a new oh the new
0: ride too so it's it's perfectly relevant topical so I'll uh, mention that on the chat uh, for us co-hosts but uh, yeah hopefully uh, all our podcast listeners stick with us uh, for upcoming talks on um well, i know uh, the new pixar movie *Lightyear*. I've, I've definitely got to cover that at some point um the i probably once it shows up on disney plus uh, there's a new movie called the bad guys from dreamworks that, that was really good so i want to talk about that yeah and, and then tron we're really
2: into those books we're, we read <laughs> oh, those yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's um, where we they my my kid is really big into the bad guys and so okay. they made a movie and i was like great We can watch the movie now.
0: Yeah, you knew about the books before the movie. That's cool. Mm -hmm. No, uh, So, uh, yeah, everyone, just stay tuned. Uh, Visit thodcast.com. It's our show website. We're hosted on soundcloud.com. Thodcast is also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Media, uh, Amazon, Music. Uh, At Thodcast on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me. At Philip Elke on Twitter and Instagram uh well bridget uh anything else you want to say before we sign off
2: no that's it uh thanks for having me i've had a lot of fun
0: cool thank you so much Uh, as we like to say on this show well have a uh, have a magical day okay that's terrible but anyways (laughs) have a magical day have a wonderful week uh, and warm hugs